The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody welcome to another episode here at the kick pie dojo the podcast uh dojo for inspirational fit or martial arts talk i am your host tj williams fourth degree black belt in the chuck norris system here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlight individuals involved in martial arts all styles past present and future all right so for those who are just joining me for the first time this is a pre-recorded episode so whatever i talk about in this episode is either is coming up or is some past. So, of course, um, just to give everybody an update of my condition, I've been keeping everybody um, at least um, posted about, about my um, recovery from surgery. So everything looks like it's um, looking up. I'm be able to bend my knee 90 degrees almost. And the only thing it left this is therapy to get my the strength back to my legs. So that's the main thing. So I got to be able to run again. But I'm able to walk on a treadmill. So that's a, that's a plus. So, I mean always try to find things around trying to find a way to walk around things so you can be able to get a good fitness workout but anyway kind of getting into my episode i have um a guest with me right now um of course he comes from pittsfield um massachusetts and of course you talk about somebody with a lot of hats um and this guy has been in martial arts since he was 10 years old uh, getting various black belts and um different styles of martial arts including the chuck norris system right and of course he's a united states marine corps um veteran and he served probably in the country and um of course, uh, after serving, he went on to um, have various jobs in law enforcement, which, uh, yeah, that's a great, that's a plus. And lastly, and for those you want to talk about heroes, he definitely volunteered his services to uh, um, volunteer for the Ground Zero um, event um, after 9-11. So that's definitely a real heroism um, accomplishment. And then from there, lastly, he went on to be in a firefighter after having that inspiration of helping those of after 9-11. So may I introduce everybody here to um David I'm gonna say this. I'm 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 bad with last name. <laughs> Help me out. I am too. Sinopoly. Sinopoly. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah, Got yeah, it. Yeah. Sinopoly. Yeah. Oh, like Monopoly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's a, that's yeah. the thing. When it comes to pronunciation, I I'm not good at it. I'm horrible. I, yeah, I am horrible at it, and I'm like I always apologize first. Please help me out, just like you did. Yeah, so right, yeah. Uh, Dave Sinopoli. There it is. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so how are we doing today? Good. How you doing? Yeah, I know that's a long introduction. You know, I had to take a big deep yeah. breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wore a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of course, uh, how's things going for you? For um over in Massachusetts. Good. Weather's starting to change, getting a little colder. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going all right. You? How's it going with you? Yeah, same thing. Like, the weather's getting yeah. cold. I mean, that's where my energy gets low. I mean, I, Me too. I need I hot depressed. weather. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. I, I mean, too. makes my body feel better in the hot weather, too. My body feels really good. Yeah, that's why I like Vegas. I mean, that <clears> weather. <throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing hurts when I'm there. It's when I'm coming to get off the plane. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's been like a while since I've been to Massachusetts. Well, of course, that's like the last time I took my black belt yeah. test. So, yeah. So we're looking at roughly four years, almost four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's coming up. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, of course, uh, you are, you've been through all this martial arts, but let, let's say, let's go back in time with you. You're going to take us back in time. Sure. So how would you describe yourself um, before getting to martial arts? So who were you? before uh dave sonopoli was born i was uh this insecure overweight uh had bright orange hair and freckles and i had low self-esteem i got picked on horribly uh and that's what led me to martial arts to start yeah yeah i feel like that's the same journey i went through no heavy overweight you know people just like pick me as a target and yeah. mostly it's just not just um kids it's just mostly adults that they yeah yeah it's, it's sad 
Yeah. So how would you, well, what was that one interest that, well, other than being bullied, like what was that one event that got you interested in martial arts? So I started, I saw a Chuck Norris movie and I saw Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. And then I would stay up and I started, I watched one time I stayed up and watched PKA kickboxing. And I was like, oh my God, these guys are like, that's who I want to be. That's what I want to do. You know, I, I saw the way that Grandmaster Norris would handle himself, you know, just positive and confidence. and like, that's it. That's what I want. I want to be like that, you know, and that's what started. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like Grandmaster Norris. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's like the almost like the envy that you, well definitely that's like the push and getting into martial arts it's like you got mr norris bruce lee like all these martial artists that listen yeah I got, yeah it's funny because i i was telling somebody else i said you know all the other kids had like you know football players hockey and baseball that were like their heroes people they looked up to i had posters chuck norris joe lewis bill wallace benny like all the top karate people Nobody, nobody knew who they were except for me. But I was like, "Those are the guys I want to be like." You know. Now, yeah, I mean, um, let's. I understand, of course. You started um, taking martial arts like, bef- like before you got into the service. You started taking martial arts at ten years old. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I took a style called Weichiru Karate. It's very hard, traditional Japanese style. A lot of body conditioning, but I credit that to being able to take a lot of shots and good, good foundation stuff. You know. Uh, I almost wish I had stayed with it, even though I was wrestling and doing other stuff, but it got kind of busy at that time. Yeah. I mean, of course, of course you can like, remember your, like your first lesson. I mean, I know I it was, yeah. yeah, I was in awe. I was like, I'm actually in here. I got this uniform on. This is what I've been dreaming of. And this is cool. You know? And then, you know, like the style I took was so traditional. I didn't really understand it. And I couldn't figure out why we weren't doing all the cool stuff that like Grandmaster Norris was doing, you know, like it's very, like very straightforward. Then I started to understand martial arts more and I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the same way I was, but I didn't get a uniform when I first started. I just like was me a t-shirt and jogging pants. That's yeah. how, yeah. And, and I think I remember it's like, it's almost close. Um, I'm going like 26 years now. So yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a long time yeah that's awesome uh, yeah something for me to do uh, yeah that's a good accomplishment though you think about it the percentage of people that actually continue on it's it's not a huge percentage so to be able to say you've been training that long that's a huge accomplishment yeah and of course my body's giving up for me i mean <laughs> yeah i hear you but you know what you're still doing it though right yeah still uh, doing it yeah, yeah i say it's better to follow a king with scars than a king without scars exactly yeah yeah, so, wounds. yeah yeah i'm still king still fighting yeah. king i mean i may yeah. have one leg but i'm still fighting king <laughs> hey you know what superfoot had one leg he figured it out you know what i mean became like <laughs> world-class champ. you know what i mean yeah oh we're gonna kind of get to that later because i know you okay. have a super um bill superfoot wallace on something are coming up um this week yep, friday yeah. Yeah. yeah all right so we're gonna get back to that but we're gonna get more into highlighting you so sure so what was your mindset after that first class uh, I was overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God. But at the same time, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. I just knew from that first class, this is what I was meant to do. And I'm going to just keep on doing this. And I was so excited. I couldn't sleep that night. I was practicing. I went home and practiced for like another two hours, three hours. Mother's like, come on, you got to get the best. I'm like, I got to keep practicing. I got to get this down. But yeah, I, I was just like pumped. You know, I had immediate confidence. I'm like, man, I'm doing what I want to do be like those guys i'm gonna project my confidence and i was pumped yeah i mean that was pretty much me when i started up i mean i was so enthusiastic that i'm actually starting martial yeah. arts like after all the influences i had in my life and yeah of course here i am now i'm bringing that same influences to kids and, you know i don't want to be that monotone yeah. instructor saying like same thing like yes. i want them i want to help them energy that's what i want them to exactly have. so I tell my students, I said, look at my first karate instructor. You couldn't talk. You couldn't do anything. He was very hard on us. I said, I, I don't want to be like that because I, I didn't learn good like that. Personally, I need a little bit more, you know, like not easy, but like, you know, like more human to the kids. Like, hey, man, you know, this is how you do it. Don't instead of being like, you know, don't talk. Keep your mouth shut. You know, I'm like, eh, I don't like that style. Yeah, but of course you want students to make things atta- you want to make things attainable for students also. Yes, yes, and I and it seems like and you can 
probably agree with this, but they learn better when you're a little bit more relaxed. Not, not that you're lack on discipline, but you're just not that like, shut up, do what I'm told, you know, not that type of person, but like, and they respond better and they learn better and they feel good about it afterwards. Instead of being like, that guy was mean. I don't want to go back. You know, like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. And also the one thing you want to also avoid is like almost nepotism. You see that one student doing yes. so good. And then of course, yes. and you got the other students that doing poorly, but you yeah. know, it's almost a back and forth ping pong match. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's like, and then you quite, you leaves you questioning yourself. Like, man, am I, am I not teaching them? Right. Am I doing something wrong? Cause they're not where this other student is. And like, and I used to get bothered by that, but then I realized that everybody's got their, everybody's different. Everybody's got their own, they learn fast. Some learn faster than others. Some it's just as good as they're going to be for right now. And it used to also bother me when students would leave. I'm like, man, what did I do wrong for them to leave? You know, it's just part of the circle of life. You know, they just try it or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that we try to do as martial arts instructor is try to keep them away from a technology as much because that's yes. pretty much technology is taking over. Yes. And I was very fortunate because when I, I decided that I wanted to start teaching again and I got in, the Chuck Norris organization. Uh, it was right after COVID, right at the tail end. And I said, all right, let's try this again. And I opened up and my first month. I had 50 students sign up. All the parents were like, we need to get them away from technology. They need to be doing other things. I'm like, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, around my time, all I had was like a big screen TV, Nintendo. I mean, that yeah. Was, yeah. Like yeah. nowadays it's like boring. It's like, I don't want to play video games. It's like, yeah. I, I got to do something. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Too much of that is like uh, kids don't even go outside anymore, you know? Exactly. Stuff. It's like to ask a child to go climb a tree. Like, why would I do that? You know, like, what? It's like, just go outside and play. Why? You know, it's like, uh, generation. Yeah. You know? Uh, all right. Can you, um, like, um, tell you, like, what's your favorite moments or like you have, you probably have a ton of favorite moments, but what would be the yeah. one that really gets, um, gets you? Uh, martial arts wise? uh what the day that i actually got to meet grandmaster norris that was like a huge like i was on like i think for the following weeks i still couldn't believe it i was like oh my god i just met my hero you know like one of my heroes i'm there with him you know so that was big for me and getting my black belt in his system you know i've been trying to get that for so long and then it finally all came together so that's a big one yeah i think for me like it's like for my first degree, I think I'm going like 16 or 17 years, like next week that then I um, did my first degree black belt tests. And uh, of course, yeah, that was like probably my best moment. It was like, yeah. I took the test right, like not right after a football game, like the day after a football game, my high school football game. It's like, really, I was hoping not to get hurt, but luckily yeah. I didn't. So it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like I was all geared up for this test. Yeah, I was like that. Uh, all my tests, you know, I, I, I went to Greece with Grandmaster Joe Lewis and uh, for like 12 or 13 days. And we did seminars over there. And the day we got back, he said, put your gloves on. Now we just flew X amount of hours. I'm like, why? He goes, because it's time you're testing for black belt. And you got to spar. The, the final test is to spar with him for four rounds. And he stood across me and said, hey, two rule. there's only two ways you can fail this test. Don't quit. Don't get knocked out. And I was like, oh, boy. So, yeah. But I was tired. I was tired. But all my tests, even the Chuck Norris, I, I was exhausted after my that test. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I got to get in better shape. <laughs> yeah. It's like for me, for that fourth degree test, you know, I was like really getting prepared. Um, it's like not like um, uh, technique wise, but, you know, like fitness wise, you know, because I yeah. know it's like it takes it takes it out, out of you, like all your it energy really out of it. I started learning fast that like UFAF too, I blow all my energy on that form because it's a little bit longer. I'm really trying to put everything into it. And they call it the next form. I'm like, yeah, just give me a minute. <laughs> but I don't want to be like that. I just want to be like, yeah, no problem. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, that was me. Like, um, of course I was like the main attraction at my last test. Cause the other two people that I was testing with was going for third or third. I was going for fourth. That's like the last physical test. So they yeah. were, they were putting me to work. Like they yeah, say, sure. yeah, even stuff yeah. that that wasn't on the test, they put extra stuff on there. Yeah. Like, and I just that, did it anyway. I, I'll tell you that the Chuck Norris organization, probably the hardest testing I've ever went through was with them. That was hard. Like there was a lot, it was hard, but it was rewarding. Like all, it was very rewarding. So, yeah. 
So it does kind of like bother you with most of these um karate studios that basically just give away belts. Like yes, yeah. we were just talking about that. I got a school out by me that like every two months, whether you're ready or not, you get promoted. It's all about the money, you know. And it's just like you get kids there. They make black belt in like two years, you know, like don't know how to do anything. And I'm like, you see a lot of kids that are like 10 years old, they're third or fourth degree black belts. I'm like, what the heck? How is that possible? You know, it's like bad. Yeah, it's like you want to make them make it attainable for these students. You know, you want to make sure yeah. they they know all the techniques of their tests. You know, you yes. just want them to yes. show up and then they don't have no idea. This is like when I talk about self-defense. You know, the big thing about self-defense is, um, yeah, no, you want them to be, uh, know what they're doing when they're doing a self-defense technique. So that's um, something that I like to like, teach my students there. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you all right there? Hear you, though. Yeah, you can still hear me? Hey, yeah, got you now. Yeah, I mean, a little freeze there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, it's like students, students are a reflection of their instructor. And I don't want to, you definitely don't want to put out bad students, you know, because it's like, you know, you want them to have good basics, good foundation and be able to do well, you know, them other places are like, we don't care, just give us your money. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I don't want my students to get out, go out there, get hurt and they don't know what they're doing. So, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Yeah, I would say like describe your first um, black belt test, but you know you already mentioned it already, so you had to yeah. go through all. Well, what about the other styles that you already saw took? Were they like different, um, different types of black belt tests? Yeah. yeah so with Joe Lewis, it was all about uh, combinations and hard, hard sparring. You know, you had to know your stuff, and you had to be able to stand with him. It's Oh no. It was different, totally different. You threw thousands and thousands of kicks with one leg. You could you weren't allowed to switch your leg during the test. So you were like I was dry heaving at the end of that one. Uh he just kept calling out kicks for like four hours. We were just like kick, 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 nonstop. Uh I got belts in Taekwondo and American Kempo. They were pretty straightforward, you know. When you were ready, you tested, you just had to know your material. They weren't uh as physically demanding. Is like the Chuck Norris and the Joe Lewis and the Wallace, but it looks like we got some techno difficulty going around here. Hmm. Up, we'll oh, keep it. Competition. Yeah, I mean, well. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're having a little technical difficulties a little bit, but you know, I'm um, keep going with this episode. Yeah, but. Uh, but Nevertheless, uh, of course, like there's always different types of black belt tests, but yeah. let's just, let's kind of go with your um your um career with um law enforcement. Like after you okay. get out of the ar- you get out of the army, you become like a like all these um you got all these law enforcement jobs. So can you say tell me yeah. what your favorite one is? Uh, so I, I'd have to say when I I went to work for uh, state police from narcotic unit for six years, so I ended up working with them full time. Uh, that was the best because at that time, like prior to that, I was watching all Miami Vice and I'm dating myself, Miami Vice, you know, like, I'm like, man, that's so cool. I would love to do that one day. And then here I am. They, they approach me and be like, Hey, we want somebody for the narcotic unit. I'm like, sign me up. But it was really cool. I did, you know, I did some undercover stuff. Uh, we kicked in a lot of doors. We locked up a lot of people. We had high speed chases and just like all kinds of, you know, foot chases and it was exciting. It was really exciting. So that was like probably my highlight, my martial, my uh, law enforcement. Man, I don't think I was born when Miami Vice came out, but you know, that, <laughs> that became one of my favorite shows when I started oh, watching that's so, it. Man. So cool. I was like, I want to do that. Well, of course, we were all sitting around TV going, I want to do that. And then I got the chance. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that show had like, like the best soundtrack. That, oh, like, my that. God. It was amazing. That, that one episode when Phil Collins in the air tonight will be legendary for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, um, what was that one? Ep- I'm trying to think of like a lot of episodes. Yeah. That episode. And like, you know, that's, yeah. He was a guest on, um, on one episode. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Phil Collins. Yeah. 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 He was, he was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can't remember if he was like a drug dealer or what, but he was on there. Oh yeah. yeah. I, oh, wait a minute. He was like a game show <laughs> host or something. And then, um, 
yeah. yeah. He was on Miami Vice too. Yeah. He was, yeah. So, yeah. It was cool. I was like, oh, it's Phil Collins. That is cool. Man, it's like so many um, guest stars. I was like, that was like almost like Law and Order back then. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, man, every week they had somebody like big name on there. I was like, this is such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's kind of go into like your current um, um, status. Of course, now you have um, Cutting Edge uh, Martial Arts Center. Yes. So. Yep. So I uh, was retired from the fire department for medical reasons, and I just decided to dive in of teaching more, you know. And like I said, we opened up right after COVID. Uh, first month, we had 50 kids sign up, and we're close to, we're at 100 right now. So it's going really well. And our retention rate's been great because everybody that signed up with us uh, at the end of COVID is still with us, maybe with the exception of two or three. And so of course, well. yeah. So of course, um, you, yeah, you got. Let's talk about the um super foot um seminar you got going on. So yeah, yeah. he's uh, coming up on Friday. Uh, I gotta go pick him up Friday morning. Uh, he'll come up to my school, and he always he's gonna actually teach my kids class, my youth class for me, and then he'll do an adult seminar after. But people, he's such uh like he's so like crazy with that front leg that people are like man you know you got a guy that kicks 60 miles an hour with that one leg and he'll tell you how it's coming and you still can't stop it even at he's bill's gotta be uh 74 now maybe and he's still lightning fast he still does the splits and i'm like so we're, we're excited you know a lot I'm, i just want the kids it's like with grandmaster norris i'm always telling the kids like these are the people that pave the way to do what you do right now you're able to do martial arts that's popular because of these people, you know, like Chuck Norris, Joe Lewis, but all, all those people. So I, it's important for them to know who these people are. You know, they pave the way. Yeah. I always mention like to my students about like, um, of course, he's my, mostly uh, I talk about, um, of course, you train with them, the late Gene LaBelle. I always mention um, Gene LaBelle. Yeah. yeah. Gene LaBelle was a uh, super nice man. I was lucky enough to meet him in California and hit it off, but. He is just was like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that put Bruce Lee in a headlock and Bruce Lee couldn't get out. And afterwards, Bruce Lee's like, teach me, please teach me. So Gene's been around. He taught everybody. Super nice man. Yeah, um, I understand he trained a lot of professional wrestlers. I mean, yeah, yeah he was uh, he had quite a career like he had his own wrestling career. Uh, he was a big catch style wrestler and like he you got challenged by so many people, but he was just an amazing martial artist in person, you know, and a stunt man, you know, look at all the movies he's in stunt guy. You know, I always think about like a couple of the movies is in. I'm like, Oh God, that's Gene LaBelle. You know, like uh, one of the rush hours, he's like a cab driver. So yeah. I was like, Oh, there's Gene LaBelle, you know? So it's kind of cool. You know, it's sad, you know, that people don't realize that, you know, these guys aren't going to be around forever and, you know, every opportunity you can go see him or at least meet him train with him you know you know so you can have that memory yeah like you mentioned like all these um people that were like famous like I, that's why i go to these comic cons yeah. to meet them yeah you know that's yep yep i uh I, I met a lot of guys and i always every opportunity i can i go train with them if i you know if they're within reason if i can get to them i'll go train with them you know i, I just want to not be able to say like, man, I wish I had spent more time with them. Or I wish I trained with them more when they're gone. You know, and I'm like, like I said, they're not going to be around forever. So it's like train when you can hang out with them when you can. So you have those memories. You know? Yeah. That kind of brings me to my next thing. The ITC, the ITC is the international train conference. I mean, of course, how many times yeah. you've been, how many times you've been there? Like I've only been twice and I know you've been uh, every year pretty much. Right. But I got to tell you, I, out of all the martial arts events I've been to, I was telling my instructor, Steve Drew, that I said, this is by far the best event I've ever been to. Not only was it well run, but everybody there treats you like family. Like they've known you your entire life. And I love that because you know how it is. You go to other places and people got egos, chips on their shoulders. And like, who's this guy? You know, like, I was a newbie and people were like, Hey, you know, coming up to talking to me. I'm like, this is so amazing. It's like a family. It's, it really is like a family. And I'm like, this is exactly what I've been searching for for a lot of years. This. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about um this year's um, ITC, the 2022. Um, yeah. Sure. So of course uh, we had so many um great seminars, like, uh, of course, yeah. one, one of course, um Jeff Smith, 
that was like uh summer that was amazing i i've jeff's always jeff joe corley those guys always are even even at their age they still can move and that makes me like like says okay when i get to that age i'll be good you know i could still do that but those guys are amazing at, and you know everything they say um, you hang on it by a thread you're like oh my god that was so awesome yeah, I bet. I think that year was like more of a learning experience for me, you know, other than having like the seminars, you know, I had the MDS I had to worry about, of course, yeah. with, with um this upcoming um, um ITC, it's like, that's going to be a big one for me if I'm elected for the um, master rank. So, yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. keeping, I would keep my eye on the performances to see what I can come up with. You no, know, I had like all these ideas in my head and see if I could get some good music going. So, yeah, um, well, you're talented. Si. You're talented. You're going to, you'll come up with something awesome and I'll be yeah. there cheering you on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got to make sure I get this knee um, at a hundred percent and then do yeah. my stuff. Yeah. You'll get there. I know you will. Yeah. You're determined. You're determined like me, like I've got to get back out there quick as fast as I can. I'm going to do what I get, do it right. Yeah. That's the, that's the great thing about me and you, of course, um, that this past year, we both were nominated for most inspirational. And of course uh, you won it. And yeah, so that was like a great accomplishment for you. And I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. So when Mr. Gallagher started talking like this and I looked over you and then it gave you the thumbs up, it's like, yeah, you won. Yeah. But I still didn't like, it still didn't register. Cause I'm like, they can't be talking about me. And then when he started reading the bio, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I was in the Marine Corps too. Oh, I did that too. Oh, I did that too. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they talking about me? And I looked at Steve Drew, my instructor. And he's like, yeah, they're talking about you. I was like, yeah. And I, I still was, I was. And then when I went up there, I, it was like, I, I, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe this actually happened. And for weeks, weeks and weeks, I'm like, did that really happen? I had to keep looking at the picture. I'm like, man, that was like something out of a dream, you know, like what an amazing, you know, just to be on stage with them and be like recognized for that. I was like, wow. I I almost did start crying a little bit. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, for me being, um, I was like, of course, nominated. This is like the second time I was nominated. So I'd be surprised if I get nominated again and actually win it. So that'd be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you probably will. You know, you do a lot. You know, you do a lot for a lot of people, a lot of kids. You're involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, I did not know that that was going to happen. I didn't even know I was. I wasn't up until that point. I almost couldn't make it to the ITC. And then I opened my email and said, wait a minute, somebody nominated me for this award. I said, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go just because I'd feel horrible if they called my name and I wasn't there. You know, I'd be like, well, that's. But I always, you know, I always I told myself that unless something happens, I'm going to go to the ITC every year because it's such an amazing event, great people, and you always learn something there, always, always. And I feel at home, like I feel like everybody's my brother and sister, you know, I'm like, oh, this is like my family, you know. Yeah, it's like I'm like all geared up for it. It's like, you know, definitely, definitely money wise. I want to at least be financially you know, I'm ready for this. Yes. And then, yeah, of course, other than c- competition wise, you know, I was almost close to making the grands if I didn't lost by an inch. So, yeah, yeah me too. I uh, last year I, I, I lost all my matches when I sparred. And I, and I said when I left that at the conference on my way home on the airplane, I'm telling myself I'm coming back next year and it's going to be a different story. I'm going to start training as soon as I get home. And I did. I did well. I made it to the grands, but I did. I got knocked out, but by some talent. You know, Mark's uh, Mark Myers, super talented. Yeah, and you know he he is definitely top shelf man. He is like really good. So I didn't feel bad because I lost to a guy that was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that's another person I like to get on the podcast. You know, me and him has like a similarity. So yes, the wrestling, the the martial arts, yeah. He's like uh, uh, just talking to him. That guy's got so much experience. He's been around a long time. Super nice guy. You know, he like uh, uh, last year, he's like, hey, if you're ever in Virginia Beach, stop by my school, man. You can come work out. And I was like, wow, that's really awesome. And he, he was recently in Boston, outside of Boston, he sent me a message. He said, oh, I was going to swing by your school, but you're like three hours away. You're at the end of the state. I'm like, oh, I know that would be awesome could though but it's not like people think that like boston's like where everybody lives i'm like i literally live at the other end of the state along the new york border huh. so yeah i mean yeah definitely if i can i can actually reach him i could probably get him on the show because definitely me and him yeah. go back and forth yeah yeah he's he's very uh, he's definitely an interesting guy man definitely 
Super nice too. Super nice. All right. So throughout your journey, who would you say you look up to? Uh, definitely Grandmaster Norris. That'd be that's the top three or four would be Grandmaster Norris first, Joe Lewis, Bill Superfoot Wallace, uh, and Benny Urquidez. And of course, Jeff Smith, Joe Corley, like the list is like endless, but those guys and Bruce Lee, even though I never, obviously never met him, but he had such an influence on me and oh, probably everyone else who watches the movie. I mean, I think I've seen Enter the Dragon like 2000 times, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so, but yeah, those are people that really had an influence on me. And, you know, and then my current instructors, you know, Steve Drew, uh, I trained with uh, Walt Lysak Jr., who's I've been with for 34 years. and you know, those guys too, they, they, they make it, you know, so like, I, yeah, I definitely, I I have that like white belt attitude again. Like, man, I just want to learn. I want to be a sponge again. I'm not getting burned out and I'm not, I'm like on the high again. I'm like, I thank them for that, you know? Uh, Yeah. And speaking of Bruce Lee, I mean, I understand you trained a little bit in um, Chukwu Do, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, My instructor, a couple of my instructors uh, were in the Jeet Kune Do. And of course, Grandmaster Lewis, Joe Lewis, he trained with uh, Bruce Lee directly for a lot of years. And in the end, when they got uh, Bruce Lee's uh, log book, because he logged everybody he trained with, uh, Joe Lewis was one of the guys that had like the most hours in there, to my knowledge. He was one of the guys that had some of the most hours. So I had like this direct path to Joe Lewis that was with Bruce Lee. And Joe would teach Jeet Kune Do sometimes before he got into his own stuff. My instructor uh, teaches Jeet Kune Do. Um, and I got into it. I liked it. And I kind of blended into everything else I do, some of the drills and stuff. But uh, it's definitely cool. Yeah. And I think I, I seen um, in one of your bios that um, you trained with um, Kathy Long a little bit, right? Kathy Long goes to, um, so every year the Joe Lewis organization, like the, the Chuck Norris organization, has a conference uh, in Virginia Beach. And Kathy Long uh, is part of that. And she's, just such a nice person and a, a tremendous martial artist. Like she is like what you imagine martial arts should be. She's it, you know, like she's very talented. She's very tough. You know, like she, she still moves fantastic. And she, like I said, she's just like a super nice person. She, she's another one that says, acts like she's known you your whole life. When you meet her, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, I had her on a show like previously, and then actually she's like the record holder. Like me and her went from like an like an hour and thirty seven minutes. So that's the longest yeah, she's episode. Very, she's so interesting to talk to. Like she's done a lot of stuff. You know, think about it. she was on Walker Texas Ranger. She was on you know a lot of different shows. She'd make a cameo and stuff. But she's so interesting to talk to. She's just definitely a great, great person. Man, now one thing I just learned about her, like uh, she was like the stunt woman for Catwoman. Um, and um, the Batman Returns, so that's like... Yeah, yeah. I, I had just recently heard that, and I'm like, that is so cool. Another thing you don't know about these people is, like, oh, that's awesome, you know, like, she's, like, been around, you know? Uh, yeah, it's like, really, like, I try to get, like, a lot of um, famous people, like, I got her, and then I yeah. got Kiss, Chris Kazamaza, of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, Chris is, yeah, yeah, Chris has been around, too. He's, like, done a lot of stuff. He's He could tell you some stories, I'm sure. He probably did, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, it was only like a 20-minute um, interview, but that was like the best 20 minutes I ever got. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, that guy's like, you know, his even his family is famous, you know, his father started the whole, you know, this the system, you know, run with it. But they seem like they're just really nice people, too. You know, I haven't met really a lot of bad people in the martial arts. Every once in a while, you get a few bad apples, but you know what? They're like that in any profession. I had them in the fire department, I had them in the police department, you know. Every every profession gets a few bad apples. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. All right. So before we kind of go into our um hidden dojo um segment of the interview, here's like a last question. What inspirational okay. quote best describes your journey? Uh lead by example. That one would be a big one for me. I was always taught coming up, lead by example, lead by example. And I try to, I don't want to be one of those instructors that gets out there and just is points says do this is i always want to show them because every instructor i've had and still have today they're out there on the mat doing it and i want to set the example for them like hey lead by example you know you know be a be an inspiration to people yeah and that's where it leads both of us as most inspirational so yeah yeah yeah. yep 
Yeah, that's more more than being inspirational. It's like you're doing things outside of martial arts as well. Yeah, and I don't think people like a lot of people don't realize that it just doesn't stop in the dojo. You know, it's like you're outside of martial arts. You're still helping people. You're still trying to connect with people, and you're still trying to like just project your positive energy to everybody. You know, it's just like you want to help everybody. You want to do things for everybody, and it's and a lot of people think it just stops in the dojo and like, Oh, he's only that nice. And no, you know, like I'm out in the public all the time doing whatever I can. I offer, you know, I always offer to like uh, law enforcement and people like any people like that, like, Hey, come on in, man. I'll show you a couple things. It might save your life one day or even kids that you know are, are troubled kids or whatever. So always giving back. That's what it's about. And always giving back. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with my instructor, uh, John Presty. Yeah, he's like he's a great guy. He is such a nice man. He is such a nice guy. Yeah, very you know, talented, too. Yeah, no, he can't but teach as much as he used to. But, you know, you know, I'm there at least trying to get like at least kind of almost take over from or at least kind of help him out. Yeah, those guys like that, like Mr. Presty, he like they have so much knowledge that you're I tell people be around those people because they have so much knowledge. They may not physically be able to do a lot of stuff, but the knowledge they have that you can get from them is priceless. Yeah. Of course, there's no price in defending yourself. No, that you can't. And, and it's hard to tell people that, you know, like a lot of people, because you know, you know how it is. People always have that. It'll never happen to me and it'll never happen here. I said, and I always tell people, I'm like, you don't think the people that got attacked or murdered or something bad happened to them said the same thing at some point in their life. And there they are walking out. There it is. I said, crime doesn't pick and choose, doesn't pick and choose where you live, who you are. It doesn't care. I'd rather be prepared than not be prepared at all. You know, they always say like, hey, geez, do you want to like just surrender to it all? Or you want to have some sort of skill where you can defend yourself and get out of there? Like, that's a no brainer. You know, it's like wow. Yeah. I want to be able to defend myself. I want to go home at the end of the day and see my family. And, you know, yeah, that's why I always tell my students, like, what's your goal? Like after you leave like school or cry, it's to go home. And I say, yeah. what, and what's your mindset? Is it your mindset? What you're going to do when you get home or am I going to make it home? Yeah. yeah. Mindset. And, and like, like when I teach self-defense classes, I, I get in the first half I do. And I, I know people get bored, but I talk about the most important part, your mindset your mindset and your ability to pay attention to your surroundings and to understand your body, but your body language as well as somebody else's, you know, if your body's, if your gut's telling you something's off, something's off, man, there's a reason why your body's telling you that, but it's, and I know people roll their eyes and they're like, Oh, he's going into it. I'm like, but this is really important because this is that in itself is a, is a skill. That's a skill. And it's hard to teach people that. So. But yeah, I say the same thing. You, you always want to be able to go home at the end of the day. You know, you want to be able to go home safely. Yeah, you want to go by what not what sounds what sounds good to be true, but almost like your heart kind of gives you that uh that yeah. signal. When I was uh, back to when I was working narcotics, and even when I worked inside the jail, I, I got into a lot of. I've had guns pulled on me. I've had knives pulled on me, and you know how your mindset. You know, I could have been like, "Oh God," you know, but my mindset was like, "I'm going home." So I've got to do whatever I have to do to get out of this situation, but I am going home at the end of the day. So that's huge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm definitely going to continue with that, with self-defense, with my kids. And they'll definitely yeah, make sure. It's, it's important. It's really important. I know. And it's hard, you know, with the kids, you know how it is. Like you, you start teaching them the forms and stuff like, well, we want to really do the self-defense stuff. I'm like, all this is important. It's all important. You know, <laughs> you'll get there. So. Yeah. That all leads to that self-defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really does. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we just reached our hidden dojo segment of the um interview. This is where things get fun for um we're gonna learn the fun things about uh David here. <laughs> so I got seven questions for you. So sure. uh, answer that to the best of your ability. All right, here we go. Sure. So the first question is uh what's the best piece of advice you ever gotten and who said it? Uh that would have to be uh Grandmaster Joe Lewis. Uh his was never give up. No matter how bad things are, never give up, never quit. So that's good. I mean, that's all. Yeah, never give up. Yeah, never give up. Never quit. Never give up. Hey. I've had a lot. So that was hard because I've had a lot of good advice along the way from some great martial artists, you know, like 
but that one sticks out, you know, just never give up, man. Never give up. Uh, oh, good. Also. All right. The worst advice you've ever gotten. Uh, the worst advice I ever gotten was, uh, probably from an old instructor. I won't mention names. Like you don't really need to practice much. Uh, I'll just give you this rank. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that probably worst advice. I mean, maybe you uh, want, worst make sure- advice ever. Don't practice. You don't need to practice. Just you know, you know, just kind of fudge away. I'm like, no, fake it till you make it. I'm like, no, no. That means that's like bad advice. I wouldn't give that advice to my students. Yeah. Never. Uh. Uh-uh. I actually there was two. I actually was had a partner a long time ago, and uh, this was back in the '90s. And he said to me one day, he said, "Hey, you uh, want to raise some money for the." Chuck Norris kicked drugs out of America. I'm like, absolutely. I'm on board. He And he paused for a minute and said, uh, yeah, we'll raise the money. Then we'll keep it. And I was like, what? So that was a bad, I'm like, so he was a bad in a way that was his way. And we parted ways, but like, so that was, uh, yeah. Interesting. And I was, I was surprised you didn't slap him. <laughs> I was very close. And I would like, was like, I almost got a hold of the Chuck back then kick drugs out of America and say, this is what this guy's trying to do. You know, like, but I was like, we. I left him. I said, we're done. We're not partners anymore. I, I need somebody with good moral character to, to be with, be around. So. Nah. But yeah. All right. Uh, guilty pleasure. How do you reward yourself? Oh, my God. I, I am guilty of, I love my sweets, man. I reward myself with chocolate. And I, I, I probably shouldn't, but I do. But that's <laughs> how I reward myself, you know, like on that side of it. Yeah. Yeah, most people with their guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures, usually food or they like you want to take yes. a long vacation. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mine's definitely food. I I'm a foodie man. I, I just that's how I reward myself. I sometimes I emotionally eat. Sometimes I you know I, after a good class, I, you know I'll be all on a high and be like, ah, I'm gonna have that piece of cake next. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean you gotta at least have something like really. Yeah, you can't think, yeah, yeah. You can't think all healthy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What famous movie would you want to be in? Uh, if I could go back in time? Yeah. Or uh, The Octagon with Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how about like a non-martial arts movie? What would you uh, like Non-martial arts movie. I absolutely love the movie Big Trouble in Little China. And I would love to be in that movie. <laughs> they yeah. look like they had a ton of fun doing that. I've watched that a million times. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, I absolutely love this movie. I don't, it's just something about it, you know? Yeah. I think I was watching that movie. like uh, a couple of days ago. It was on YouTube for free. And then of course I remember, I didn't remember the name of the uh, movie, but I remember the guy exploding in that yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just uh, something about that movie. I just, I don't know. I say like ironic humor, pretty much. Yeah, it is. It is. And there's a ton of, if you look at some of the people in that, like a ton of like martial artists in there that, you know, they were extras and doing the scenes. I'm like, man, this, they look like they had fun doing it too. You know, like they look like they had fun. Yeah, that that was like, I, I think I got to watch that again, really. It's like, yeah, I literally watch that movie like once a month when I can't find nothing to watch. My, it's like my feel-good movie, you know, like if I'm depressed about anything, I'm like, I'm going to watch my feel-good movie. Either that or my wife's like, oh my God, you're watching Chuck Norris stuff again. I'm like, yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's probably the one Kurt Russell movie I like to watch. Kurt Russell, yeah, he was so good. I, and it's I've always been a fan of his since his early, early Disney days, you know, like He's doing like the world's strongest man, like way back when I was a kid, kid, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's that movie, and then of course, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Tango and Cash. That was Tango uh, and Cash. He was pretty good in Escape from New York. That was a little different for him, but yeah, Tango and Cash was funny. You know, of course, it had you know Sylvester Stallone too, who I love too. So yeah, but mostly with Sylvester Stallone, it, it's the Rocky movies. Yeah, 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 Rocky. That's the big one. Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. Oh, and actually, oh yeah. Yeah, Rocky and Rambo. Yes, thank, thank goodness I got HBO Max because that it's on. Oh, me there. too. I'm like, I'm like, yep. Hey. I watch them over and over and over again. I swear, my wife's like, you could probably recite. I said, I can recite all the words, but it's just so you know, I love these movies. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of Rocky, I mean, my favorite one is Rocky three and four. That was like, that was like the movie I like. Yes. like yeah, uh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang was awesome. You know, I just, it's funny you say that because uh, on uh, 
came across Facebook today. They had these Clubber Lang boxing gym t-shirts. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. You never hear about Clubber Lang. Yeah, that's probably going to be my like best celebrity encounter. If I ever meet Mr. T, that would be yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd be a good one. He seems like a really nice guy. Uh, I met uh, a long time ago. I met uh, the guy that played in the A team with him, uh, Face Dirk Benedict. He was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably like to meet Carl. I would have had a chance to meet Carl Weathers um, this um, past yes, summer. But yeah. that's another good one, man. He seems like a nice guy too. Like he's he's had quite a career. I mean, he played professional football. You know, been acting and you know, like I was like, man, those are people, and you know, those are people you meet and they're not a letdown. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, wow, these are like great. They're, they're just as nice as I thought they would be, you know, like, this is awesome. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, here's the next question. Uh, secret talent. Or should secret I say talent. Or should I say hidden talent? Hidden talent. Wow. I don't know. I, I outside of martial arts, man, I really like, uh, I'm pretty athletic. Uh, I don't know if I have a hidden talent. Um, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I've, I've everything I've done revolves around martial arts. Uh, I guess uh, I'm really good with like old school music. Like we went to a trivia um, thing and they play the first couple notes of the song and I named the song and the, ti- and who, the, ti- the title and the person who made the song. And my wife's just looking at me. We won the whole night. We won. I was like, but I guess that would be it. I guess it's kind of corny, but I never thought about hidden talents. Um, uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty good at uh, reading. My, I guess I'd have to say one of the things is reading people. My wife always says, you have a talent to read people. I, I understand. I read them. I read their body language. And I always get a good feel and a good read off of people. As soon as I meet them, I'm like, this person's really nice or this person's not so nice. You know, it's like, yes, that would be, I guess, a hidden gem. Yeah, like I can say my um, hidden talent of say I'm a, like a Jedi. I know like and sense thing coming, and the next thing you know, yes. it appears in, like in front of me. Yeah. Yes, like you're aware because your awareness. You know what I mean? Like I'm the same way, and I tell people like, look, you got to watch. You know, read people. Just read people. Go out someday and just sit down and watch, and and people watch and read them. Try to yeah. read them. You know. Yeah, it's like I watch so many movies in my life. You know, if I think of a movie and then I come home, it's right. It's on TV. It's like, yeah, it's yeah isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. And then, you, then now we're talking about it. It'll be on Watch Big Trouble in Little China. It'll come up as an ad on Facebook. You know, you know how oh, that goes. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, All right. Dream celebrity encounter. Dream celebrity encounter. Well, I met my biggest dream. That was Grandmaster Norris. Um, I guess I'd have to say like Sylvester Stallone. I'd really like to meet him. Yeah, it's a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah, probably him. And of course, I wish I actually met um, Carl Weathers because he was in Toronto over the summer in Fan Expo. So, oh, yeah. that would have been cool. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, I mean, he'll probably be back um, so- sooner or later. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of Sylvester Sloan, Clint Eastwood, people like that, you know. Oh, that's another one, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I'm glad I actually met Valavar Burton. Like, really, that was like my dream That's encounter. Cool. That is really so. That, those things, those events are so because you never could never get another chance to meet those people, you know, like that. So those events are fantastic when you do get to meet people. You're like, wow, this is so cool. This is like I'm meeting all these people. I see all your pictures. I'm like, that is so cool. I gotta start going to those comic cons and those things, man. That is so cool. Yeah, no, that's a great advantage about me going to um, Canada. It's like it's always uh like great exchange with money. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, so if somebody costs like a hundred dollars to meet, then that's like almost eighty dollars of yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's yep. definitely good for me. All right. So here's the final question. All right, what's your future plans like ten years from now? Ten years from now, I hope I'm still actively training and running a school with lot of students and i hope that i see all my students still with me and progress to the next level and i spread the chuck Norris system to as many people as i can and my knowledge and other styles to as many people as i can that would be uh my biggest goal that i'm still out there doing it you know i'm 57 now so i'm still trying to plug away and 10 years from now i want to still be doing it yeah amazing yeah definitely i'd like to see you like how far your um studio progresses yeah. yeah, it's uh I gotta tell you when I first started teaching, 
uh, about 10 years ago, I opened a school and I only had like 14 students forever. And it was very depressing. You know, you, you feed off the energy when there's a lot of people in class, you're like energized. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you're like, all right. But I had, you know, it was basically my son and all his friends. And I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. I was getting burned out. And then I just got the Chuck Norris system saved me, reinvigorated me. And I came back strong and I'm like, thank you. Yeah, definitely. All right. So before we kind of close off, uh, is there any last minute words you'd like to tell our listeners out there? Yeah, just uh, don't quit. Keep going. Uh, You may get overwhelmed at times with things, but uh, don't give up. Don't quit. You know, keep on, keep, stay good, positive attitude. Don't get sucked into negativity. Uh, Your biggest uh, enemy is going to be between your ears. You're going to want to talk yourself out of training at times. You're going to make excuses. Don't do that. Stay positive. Get out there. Keep training. and Don't quit. Uh, Definitely don't quit this. It's really, there's no, there's no um, prize in quitting. Oh, no. You run into a lot of people that quit like um, a long time ago. And they're like, ah, the first thing they tell you is, I wish I had not quit. I wish I had stayed training. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and I always tell them, you can still come back, man. It's always open door. Always come back and train. Don't, don't worry about what you did before. Just start again. Keep going, yeah. man. Martial arts is a beautiful thing. It teaches a lot about everything. And I, I hate to see people that quit. And then years later be like, oh, I should have stayed. I should have done this. It's like you didn't. So move on and just come on back. We'll work on it, man. Come on. Yeah, those definitely some good words. Definitely the listeners out there, you know, really, if you quit martial arts and decide to come back, I mean, go for it. I mean, it's yes, never too late. Yes. And, and people make excuses and say like, oh, I'm too old now or I'm too this now or I, I was better back then. No excuses. You know, just come on in, man. Martial arts hasn't changed. and It's there for you. It's always going to be there for you. It's going to be there for everybody. It's been around for a long time and just it's a it's such a beautiful thing that you just want everybody to experience it you know yeah so those are the words of wisdom of dave so david so definitely never quit don't play that jazz everybody that's a bad music to play yeah yeah absolutely hey right. okay thank you oh so thank you very much uh, dave for joining me in the uh, thank you podcast. thank so, you for uh, having me all right, so I'm going to do my little closing for my uh, podcast. So, all right, everybody. So for those who just tuned in, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pod. This is your host, TJ Williams, buying you out. Mm-hmm.